Craig Kimbrell is gone. A.J. Pollock is a member of the Chicago White Sox. Garrett Crochet is going under the knife, and Lance Lynn is hurting. Uh, all that and more as opening day is fast approaching. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you so much for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Folks, I am your host, Nick Murawski. Uh, I am a lifelong, multi generational, diehard Sox fan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Uh, Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network your team every day. Uh, boy, it is a real treat uh, to be with you. I uh, uh, This is my first Lockdown White Sox uh, episode. You've uh, been able to hear me on uh, another White Sox podcast, Good Guys Talk Back, and it's been a, a pleasure running that podcast for the last three and a half seasons. I uh, want to thank uh, Sean Anderson, Herb Lawrence, Chris Tannehill uh, for uh, so many uh, great episodes and so much great work that they did on this Locked On uh, White Sox podcast. Got some big shoes to fill, but I really appreciate uh, you folks joining me, uh, letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Uh, what a fun uh, team this is. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about uh, a lot of different areas in this episode and this week as we head into opening day. Um I want to start getting into the upcoming schedule a little bit, uh, particularly some of the promotions. Um, I want to talk pitching. Of course, there's been some uh, decisions made um, and uh, some things that are you know need to be made uh, with this White Sox pitching staff, both bullpen and starting pitching. Uh, but really, uh, the big, big news, uh, of course, is the White Sox finally have a natural uh, outfielder, a veteran outfielder in A.J. Pollock uh, that, boy, uh, it makes a, an absolute difference uh, on this White Sox team. So uh, let's get into some of that. Uh, state of the Sox, folks, um, there are just a few games left in spring training. Uh, Tuesday is the last day of action, and then a couple days uh, uh, before uh, off, uh, before opening day in Detroit. Uh, that's a day game. Uh, the Sox are sitting around 500. Um, yeah, it's a, a big, big move was uh, made today. Uh, if you were following, uh, Zach Collins uh, was traded uh, to the Toronto Blue Jays. We're going to talk more uh, player moves uh, later this week. Um, so I'm not going to get too much into that. Uh, definitely have some thoughts on Zach Collins leaving the White Sox organization. But, but really the big move is uh, Craig Kimbrell. Uh, being traded to the L.A. Dodgers for outfielder A.J. 
uh, Pollock. Um, Sachs uh, actually save a little bit of money uh, in the deal. Um, and the Sachs payroll sitting around $192 million right now. So uh, let, let's get into A.J. Pollock. Um, you know, this is uh, a guy who has been on the Dodgers, been on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, he's 34 years old. Uh, he's a veteran outfielder. Uh, last year, he had a pretty good year in, in 2021 uh, in, in 117 games. Uh, batted uh, his slash lines were 397, 355, and 536, 27 doubles, a career tying 21 home runs, 69 RBIs, 53 runs scored, and nine stolen bases. Um, very good numbers for, as a, for a career. He hits 281, 338, 4. 82, and that's uh, 10 seasons with Arizona and the LA Dodgers. Now, uh, AJ Pollock, you know, he's going to play right field for the White Sox, but he has been primarily uh, a left fielder, center field guy, very little time uh, in right field. Uh, in 2021, Pollock uh, played in 103 games uh, in left field and eight in center field. Um, He's got playoff experiences, as we mentioned. Uh, he was part of that 2020 Dodgers championship team uh, and had some great numbers for L.A. Uh, last year in the postseason. Um, was uh, reading a little bit, you know, on what A.J. Pollock, uh, you know, said about this trade because I find it fascinating, um, just the art of a trade. Uh, here's a guy that's, you know, uh, gotten to know the organization in LA, a veteran. He's 34 years old. He's not a young guy. He's not a young, you know, prospect. And uh, he gets moved uh, from the West Coast, from the National League to uh, the Midwest, to Chicago in the American League. Uh, and it's interesting that, you know, the Dodgers and the White Sox share the same facility in Glendale. And I was reading a little bit about what uh, A.J. Pollock had said, and this comes from uh, James Fegan from The Athletic, and his comments on getting traded, A.J. Pollock said, it's a cool team to be part of, uh, of course, talking about uh, the White Sox. And uh, when, when asked about what does he feel about playing right field, uh, A.J. Pollock said, uh, just get a couple reps under my belt and I'll be good. No big deal. And on the shortened spring, uh, he said, I feel good. Uh, spring training is too long for me anyway. Uh, we should do this every year. Um, so why, you know, why is this such a big deal? Um, you know, we're about uh, a week removed from when Andrew Vaughn uh, hurt himself in right field, making a diving catch. And it, it was great seeing him back uh, in the lineup uh, in the Sunday game, swinging the bat. Um, and you know, White Sox Twitter fan base, uh, you know, folks were, were texting other fans, family, family members, friends, um, uh, talked about it on the good guys talk back podcast it, you know, here's a, a guy in Andrew Vaughn. That's a, a, a lifelong first baseman, uh, being asked to play in a variety of positions last year for the Sox for, for needs just because, and, you know, he's making a baseball play and he gets hurt and, you know, Andrew Vaughn's on the White Sox because of his bat, um, but he has been asked to do a lot of different things because, you know, the organization has not, up until this point, gone out and gotten certain guys, filled certain holes um, 
that they know our blind spots. Uh, so here you, this organization is trying to force a natural first baseman uh, to play out there in right field and uh, no more. Uh, that's why this deal was so big. And, and we'll talk a little bit more uh, on Craig, uh, Craig Kimbrell in a bit, but you know, I want to rattle off some of your starting right fielders. Uh, you know, some of these guys uh, in 2021, Adam Eaton was your starting right fielder on opening day. In 2020, it was Nicky Delmonico. And then we saw a lot of Nomar Mazzara. Uh, in 2019, Daniel Polka. And then in 2018 and 2017, uh, Avi Garcia were your starting right fielder in an uh, opening day. And then of course, going back to 2016, the last great year before the rebuild, uh, Adam Eaton was there starting opening day. Uh, so what about guys like Ingle and Garcia? You know, wh why can't they perhaps play in right field? Why would it have been a problem if they started in right field? And it might have been just fine. You're probably going to see some of Adam Ingle and Garcia, we know, can play a lot of different positions. Uh, but in the last five years, Engel has started in right field only 35 times, started 140 games in, in 2018 in center field, uh, only played in 39 games in 2021. Uh, and in five years, he's only played in over 100 games once. Um, so obviously some injury issues from Adam Engel and Garcia in right field in nine season uh, in, nine, in nine seasons, Garcia has started 107 games in right field. In, in 2019, he started 120 games in the outfield. 45 of them were in right field. So those guys uh, can can be plugged into right field. Um, Garcia has played a variety of different positions, as you know. Uh, Engel, I think there's a lot of fans that want to see Engel out there. He could play. He, for, for me personally, it reminds me of Aaron Rowan. Uh, and his bat has started to get going. It's just a matter of staying healthy and, and staying on the field. And if you can't stay on the field, you're no good uh, to us. And so you, you, this deal is made to get A.J. Pollock. And it just we, we've gone outside of the organization, which is something, of course, that I think tongue in cheek, uh, Tony LaRusse had mentioned is maybe something that we weren't uh, going to do. Uh, options were inside. Uh, but they, they make a move, the White Sox do, for a natural outfielder. He's played a couple of games in spring training, and it's a huge deal because we've been lacking uh, a veteran guy that has got experience and that can put up offensive numbers, especially against uh, righties. So the outfield you know, is looking kind of complete, but the starting pitching uh, and bullpen needs some work uh, more uh, on that in, in just a moment. Uh, hey, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Uh, BetOnline is your continued source for your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the web website today to use your or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game uh, starts. And folks, I was um, picking through some of uh, the bet online odds for your Chicago White Sox, and uh, a lot of different players are featured, uh, especially a guy like Luis Robert. So uh, they've got over under on Luis Robert uh, total home runs in the 2022 season. The over under is at 30.5, uh, 
and total RBIs in this coming regular season for Luis Robert over under set at 95.5. So I'd go on that, uh, that site and I'd make some bets myself because I think both and over uh, for home runs and RBIs uh, for uh, Luis uh, Robert. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and, and he goes deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you know, you can never have enough pitching. Uh, we talk about that uh, quite a bit. You know, you listen to... Uh, the telecasts and and Steve Stone, of course, um, you know, breaks down that uh, in such a great way. We saw last year in the 2021 season um, with the amount of injuries that this team had, the pitching really kept things together. Uh, the starting pitching logged, you know, a lot of innings. They took the ball. They head to the hill. And even if it wasn't some of the great greatest outcomes by certain individuals, uh, they took the ball. They stayed fairly healthy. Uh, the bullpen was not what we thought the bullpen was going to be. Um, and the bullpen has been uh, bolstered uh, this offseason. But, you know, there's been some there's been some losses most recently. So, you know, Kimbrell gets traded to the to the Dodgers. And and we like that. You know, it gets rid of, you know, 16 million off the books. We you know, we're going to talk in just a moment. Um, why, you know, Kimbrell was pretty much a lame duck in, in my eyes and, and talking with a lot of Sox fans uh, over the offseason. Uh, but now we get news of Garrett Crochet uh, needing Tommy John uh, surgery and Lance Lynn this weekend uh, dealing with a right knee issue. It's his push off leg. Uh, you know, he landed on the IL last season with right knee inflammation. And I'm sure we'll be talking about that more you know this coming week as we uh, lead into opening day uh crochet is the one that really that really stings um here's a guy you know in in 2021 uh he was in 54 games 54 innings with a 282 era so a specialty guy um his his velocity dropped a little bit last season from what we saw in 2020 during that shortened season when he came pretty much right out of the draft and started helping the Sox. Um, what the idea for Crochet is going to be long term, as I don't know, it's very confusing at this point. It looked like, you know, he was going to uh, be used out of the bullpen this season, maybe groomed uh, to be in the starting rotation in 2023, uh, and now he's lost for a whole year. And what does that do for the Sox bullpen? Well, that that's a big left-handed arm out of uh, the bullpen. I mean. Bummer, Sousa, uh, the only lefties coming out of the pen right now. Uh, personally, I like to have some balance, uh, you know, with with my bullpen, and we don't really have that uh, right now. Uh, crochet going down to Tommy John surgery is just a list of pitchers uh, that in the Sox organization, present, past, have have dealt with Tommy John, like guys like Kopech, uh, Dunning, Lambert, Birdie. I'm sure I'm missing. A few. I mean, in this era of max effort, it's almost a foregone conclusion. When there's a young guy throwing 98, 99, 100, 
maybe even, you know, you can say he's got a bit of a funky motion. Crochet had a funky motion. So did Sale, but Sale was just a freak um, that it's a it's just a it's eventually going to happen. This guy's going to go under the knife. Uh, he can't handle it. Um, so, it, hey, it's it's over with. It's done. The Sox need some pitching. They need they need some more starting pitching in my mind. And they they definitely some more uh, bullpen help. I know they've they've tried to make some moves this offseason. Graveman's a huge addition. Uh, you lose Kimbrel, and 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 honestly, I feel like we lost Kimbrel back in November. Um, it, to me, the Kimbrel move comes as no surprise. His inability to be um, effective in opportunities that were not the ninth inning. Uh, we've talked about this as fans. Uh, you, you've talked about it. Um, it's all been all over social media. You know, it, it's it's frustrating. Uh, we did not get uh, out of Kimbrel what we wanted. Uh, he kind of had a rough year to begin with. Uh, he was in he was in spots that maybe he just flat out, you know, he's never been in before. Now, you, on one side, you could say, well, a closer is a, a bullpen guy is a bullpen guy. A closer should be able to to get in there in custom situations in the seventh and eighth, and maybe not. You know. Being being a closer, uh, being coming out of the bullpen when there are guys on in a tight situation, th that that's a that's a mental game. That that's a very different style than than you would say for a starting pitcher. I mean that that much is obvious. Now in this era where there are these just these craft moments of of arms, you got a seventh inning guy that bridges to the eight and nine and and setup guys. You know, these guys might get so used to this role that they can't do anything else. I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, Rick Hahn, who doesn't, you know, he doesn't show his cards very often. Rick Hahn had some comments back in November after this season uh, was shortened. Um, and this is what Hahn said on November 9th. Um, it's probably easier to project him, meaning Kimbrell, in that role where he's had that success rather than how he was used by us. He just wants to win and is willing to fulfill whatever role our club has in mind. It didn't work out the way we wanted last year, so perhaps there's a better use of his skills than how we're doing it. So we have to reconsider his usage with us versus a potential trade. I mean, those comments that uh, were released uh, in November – uh, we we pick those apart, uh, as Sox fans throughout the off season, and I'm sorry, but when Han said that, uh, very transparent, Kimbrel was was good as gone. I didn't see him pitching in the 2022 regular season. It just was a matter of finding the right trade partner. The Dodgers needed a closer, and uh, and here we go, and we we got a great return. Uh, now we lose. We lose what Kimbrel was going to bring to us. You know, Hendricks was very high on Kimbrel. I mean, it's a power arm. It's a future Hall of Fame arm. But if he can't do what we want him to do, what's the point of having him around? Um, I don't know if you saw, but Kimbrel did uh, debut for the Dodgers uh, this past weekend. Uh, a third of an inning, a double, couple home runs, uh, a single, a strikeout. Gave up four runs, I believe, four earned runs. Um in a third of inning, I'm sure he'll figure it out. Um, but I, I really like AJ Pollock in that return. But there's another hole now in our bullpen. Um, going to talk uh, throughout this week 
pitching, uh, starting pitching. I want to get into to Keuchel. If you've you know been following me and and, and lot good guys talk back and or you know just following me on social media, you know my thoughts on Dallas Keuchel, as I'm sure a lot of people have similar thoughts. Um, Sean Manaya, a guy that a lot of Sox fans uh, wanted, uh, fit left-handed pitcher. He kind of had the the makeup of a South Side guy. Uh, He's headed to San Diego. The Padres, you know, did the deal. I'm sure the Sox were involved. We just couldn't offer what San Diego was looking for. So, you know, there's some other arms still out there. And and I think over the next few days, uh, Han's going to make a deal. Uh, I I, I think there's going to be some more pitching uh, coming. And, you know, I want to talk about Lopez, too, you know, when, when, when we get into uh, the pitching, you know, he, um, you know, he pitched and in, in the Sunday spring training game got roughed up. Uh, but I really, you know, I like what I saw out of last year and there, and there's reasons for it. And whether we like it or not, we might have to be relying on Lopez quite a bit. So uh, this coming week, as we lead up to opening day, uh, definitely we'll be talking a lot uh, about pitching and uh, the options that we have and what to expect on this White Sox uh, club. Um, want to talk uh, upcoming regular season schedule and, and some of those promos. Uh, Going to do that uh, in just a minute. You know, this is uh, the time of year here where, you know, my resolution, my news, New Year's resolution, most people's New Year's resolutions are out the window. But I'm telling you, not this year because I'm sticking to eating right is my resolution thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not even really a resolution because I actually – enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in hundred percent real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. All Built Bars are covered in hundred percent real chocolate. Yes, puffs included 100% real chocolate, low-cal, high-protein, replace your candy bars with these. They're even better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the chart. You'll be blown away. High-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, low-carb. Most Built Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. So want to talk schedule and promotions uh, with you. Um, you know, it, it, this is the time of, of year where everybody is looking at the schedule and they're figuring out, you know, am I going to go travel on the road? Where do I want to see the Sox? Um, April, uh, the Sox are all about the AL Central pretty much. It's one of the few months all season long where they're playing everybody in the AL Central um, and sometimes, you know, you, you want to wait it out to the summer, get to some of those uh, maybe traditionally 
a warmer climate. Um, it could be, you know, kind of a beach vacation or a getaway and see some baseball. Uh, Sacks are going to be in San Francisco. They're going to be in San Diego. So taking a look at that schedule, um, figuring out some trips, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about this week. I've been to so many stadiums and have followed the White Sox in so many cities. Uh, I've got some of my recommendations. Um, we'll be talking about that really all uh, season long. Uh, number one on my list this coming year is San Diego towards the end of the season. Have not been out there to see the Sox play the Padres. Uh, I've been to the city. It's absolutely wonderful, and I've heard nothing but good things uh, about that uh, experience. Um, so, you know, it's it's uh, something I like to do every single year, and it's great to just get back onto the road and, um, you know, especially those National League uh, series where, where we do not get to see those teams very often. And when it shows up on a schedule, you kind of want to take advantage of it. Um, in terms of home games, um, you know, I, I'm a season ticket holder. I'll be at the games. If I'm not at the games, I'm watching the games. I'm listening to the games. Um, I'm hanging out in section 147 usually, but, you know, I love the stadium giveaways um, and I'm a big bobblehead fan. Uh, we got the first one coming up Saturday, April 16th. Uh, we've got the Hendricks bobblehead. That's the first one. We got Tim Anderson, Aloy Robert combo bobblehead. Have you seen the picture of this? Um, it's outstanding. Canerco, Captain America, Paul Canerco on July 4th, uh, Grandal bobblehead. And uh, one that's not a bobblehead, that, but it's pretty sweet, is uh, the Southside hockey jersey. Uh, I believe it's April 30th. Uh, those are those are coveted giveaway uh, days for me, the bobbleheads. And, you know, I'll be standing in line and, you know, I it, it's a collect. I'm a, I'm a collector at heart. And uh, it goes back to years when they first started in the early 2000s. And um, that one with the Southside jersey, the Hendricks one, uh, that'll be the first opportunity this year to get in line. Hopefully the weather's decent uh, and it'll be a good game uh, against Tampa Bay coming in that weekend. So. Uh, something I'd like to talk about as the season rolls on, uh, just the schedule, you know, who's traveling where uh, and, and the promotions because they got a great list. And, you know, there's more. They always drop in more promotions uh, as the season rolls on. Uh, you can find Locked On uh, White Sox, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Locked On Sox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GG. TB. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Uh, next episode, uh, we're going to be talking with uh, some of the other hosts of Lockdown. Uh, they're from around the AL Central. So Lockdown Royals, Lockdown Tigers, Lockdown Twins, Lockdown Guardians. Had an opportunity to talk with uh, some of them about the upcoming season uh, you're not going to want to miss that. Um, also, you know, you've you've made this show, which we appreciate your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. But please call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the major league past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Want to thank you folks so much. For joining me for my first episode of Locked On White Sox, I'm Nick Morawski, and Locked On White Sox, your first listen each and every day. Uh, until next time, go Sox!